cool. Awesome. Right, we're gonna start. We're gonna rock and roll this thing here. All right. Um, we'll 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 introduce. We'll, we'll say this time. Welcome to the Without Limits podcast and co-hosting Without Limits Greenville and Upstate Ultra, Matt Hammersmith. The most yeah, we don't most interesting man in the world. I, I don't know about that, Tom. You're pretty interesting yourself. I'm gonna go over Matt's. Um, I have a lot of good questions for Matt, actually. I'm going to go over Matt's uh, profile here, in case none of you know who Matt is. Matt, Matt came, how long have you been, how long have you been doing this? I've been, how, how long, when, when did you come to me for coaching about, about co-oping? 2000 and, I'll, no, I'm sorry, 2015. I've been doing this for six, I've been in Greenville for seven, been coaching for six. Okay, so 2015. Um, we started in 2007, so um Matt graduated from Eastern Michigan in what year? Uh, 2012. 2012. What yeah. did you do between 2012 and 2015? Uh, well, I did my student teaching. I was like a fifth year senior. So I did my student teaching in 2013 in the fall. And then as soon as I got done with that, I was the Ann Arbor pioneer. I actually did my student teaching where uh, Hobbs Kessler went to high school at Skyline. Oh, yeah. Up there that- in Ann Arbor. Yeah. Uh, if anybody knows Hob, Hobbs Kessler, he's, he's now the, uh, I guess, the American record holder in the 1500 for yep. high school and technically collegiate. Well, I guess he's not going to college, but anyhow, and then I, I actually coached at I, uh, Ann Arbor Pioneer High School for a year, and then I was the voluntary assistant coach at Eastern Michigan for the women's in 2014 before I left to, co- to come down to, um, to Greenville. Was there a coach athlete thing going on there between you and Vika? (laughs) 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 I was more or less a, uh, when I say voluntary assistant, I was the workout dummy. So (laughs) Sue, Sue, as as awesome as she is, she basically just told me, hey, run with these girls and and run this pace. And that's pretty much it. And I actually never really worked out with Vika. I worked out with a long distance crew. I never really trained with her. She was more the, the speed demon. So I don't really, I didn't pace her very much. Got it. Um, so Matt's got some good, some, some very substantial PRs and accolades. He ran the 451, six, the thousand and two twenty six. Nobody cares about the thousand. But you have <laughs> a mile and four Oh eight. Uh, the, the, um, uh, 10,000 in cross country, uh, 3112, the 5,000, 1459, the 10 mile in 5112, the 20 mile in 202, the marathon in 231, the 50 mile in 623, the 100 mile in 1748, and the tough mutter. Again, who cares about a tough mutter? But actually, my I, my best PR is not even on there. My 1200 in college, I ran the 1200. I see. Oh, is it? it? Okay. Nine. Heck yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's I think that's probably my best PR. That is a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good one. I so, did that at um, Notre Dame. What's funny? So. We're, we're naming this podcast Eastern Men, um, who, why we are the way we are. So, you know, you can bomb me with questions too. But I basically went to Eastern from 21, 2001 to 2006 and got the nickname Ace. And so, I mean, you know, several reasons for that. But the main reason was um, I got up on a table in the uh, – the movie Ace Ventura was on TV and I got up on a table and proclaimed myself Tom Ace when he does that in the movie, you know, 
<laughs> so all the guys were in River Rain, and what um, was which was our apartment complex, and that's how that kind of came about. Um, whether I was of age drinking is, is another subject, but <laughs> uh, so 20, 2001 to two thousand six, that was the early years. Um, had I had a blast at Eastern. It was my favorite, some of my favorite memories of my life. I actually never went to school with Matt. Um, Matt came in 2007, right? Yes. You were a yeah. freshman in 2007. Yeah. So I came back and visited it a couple of times and I, I, I heard of Matt. And I remember when I came back, somebody said, dude, you got to meet Ace 2. I'm yeah. like, seriously? So how did that come about? Well, I think a lot of the guys, um, you know, when I, I obviously I was there from 2007, 2012. Um, I think RP was the one that really made the connection for me. He's like, dude, you, you're, you're ace, man. You're like, I, I'm like, I don't know who ace is. I don't know who Tom Clifford is. This means nothing to me, but sure. Changed, I'll, I'll go, a changed man. Yeah. I, I'm a, I'll go along with it. And I just kept hearing stories about, you know, Tom and ace. And I actually, I heard you used to, I don't know if it's true or not, but you used to wash the windows at Buffalo Wild Wings for free wings. Is that true? Did you used to like get paid to kind of wash their windows? <laughs> yeah. The story of that is I, uh, this guy, Joe Funk, who was the guy I worked with at Barnes and Barnes apartment rental. I did um, construction, uh, landscaping, maintenance, and we would go to lunch at Buffalo Wild Wings almost every, like once a week, every Thursday. You know, this is when the Pistons. 25, 25 cent wing. Day. Yeah, the Pistons and the Red Wings were really good. This is downtown Ypsilanti. And Joe did the windows and he goes, Hey man, if you help me, I'll give you half my tab. So Buffalo wild wings had the window washer tab on file and they started window washer one window washer two for Joe and I, Joe eventually gave it up and I took it over. So the bar tab was $40 and it rolled over every week. They needed the windows washed every week. They had all supplies there. It's actually how I learned how to make really good chicken, uh, thighs too as I went into the back and I got the supplies and I saw how they like shook the chicken thighs in the bucket and I was like damn that's a good idea um so I went out and I washed the windows 40 bucks it took me 45 minutes inside and outside and every week that tab would add up so at the end of the month or every two months when season was when we all went to Buffalo Wild Wings I had like three to four hundred dollars in, in, in the tab I mean dude it was awesome I mean, I mean, there's a lot of things we could do with that three to four hundred dollars. Like, there's some nice looking women over at the table, <laughs> buy them around shots, bought the team beers, wings. I mean, hey, you know, yeah. so it, 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 that that was that story, and and that was actually that was. I mean, for a college kid, that was a great job. Yeah. So the first time I ever actually met you, um, we I was it was Great Lakes Relay, greatest race known to to man. A uh, ten-man team uh, over three days run, running across Michigan. Um, we had probably the best. Actually, I, I still think, I think, I think the record still stands. Uh, we averaged over 296 miles. I think the, the the one year the length was we averaged just over 5:30 pace. That was our team. Awesome. Um, it was, it was a fat, fat, we had a fast team that year. And uh, we got to the beach almost two hours ahead. We actually got to the beach before the officials. We got to the beach before they were setting up the party. We were there probably two hours before the second place team. 
So we get there. I'm like, well, this is kind of boring. We, we know we're going to win. We got one guy, he, he's, uh, James Hughes was doing the beach run. And um, so we're all sitting there and, and we're drinking beer on the beach. Nobody's here. And all of a sudden this vehicle pulls up and a guy gets out and he's, and he puts on a wetsuit, starts running towards us. <laughs> like, who is this guy? And sure that. enough, it, it was Tom Clifford. He like runs past us says hello for like three seconds, jumps in the water and just swims. And we never see him again. <laughs> We're like, what, like what just happened? He's like, well, I'm, I'm training for this Ironman down in Wilmington. And obviously you were living down there. I had no idea who you were, what Wilmington was, what was yeah, we were, we were in the relay that year. I yeah, you guys, you, guys, were in it. You, yep. got, you guys were taking it super serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You guys were like huddling up and we were in the relay that year. That's when they, that's when they allowed us back in. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys got banned. <laughs> Yeah, we got kicked out for the one year. I went over that in the in the last in the last podcast for just FYI things we did not do as well, but we did deserve it. Um, and then we we uh, we had won several years, and um, we I I, uh, I ended up writing. You know, I knew Bob, and those guys were cool. They just we you know we were young and stupid at the time in college, but I did come back and um and had a. Uh, had a blast doing it. And you know, that, that is the greatest race of all time. Is it still going? So I actually just, I've been keeping up on it. They were restricting the amount of teams to like 25. Well, I think, I think a lot of that stuff got lifted. So I think it's kind of back to normal. I'm not quite sure this weekend or next week. Yeah. It's, it's, it's normally the weekend of my birthday before or after. I think it's, I think it's might be this coming weekend actually. So um, does does the Eastern guys even have a team anymore? I honestly, I, I have no idea. I think, um, I think the, no, I'm not gonna say the party days are over for Eastern, but I, I definitely think there was a, there was a, there was a, a different level of atmosphere with the Eastern men team, uh, your era and, and my era. And then I think it kind of fizzled out. I mean, there's some, I mean, they got good runners say, though. They got good runners. They, they do. Uh, and they had good run. I mean, you had good runners in your era. We did too, have right? good. We had, we had, we were the third and well, I was, I was probably, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 12th, something like that on the team when the guys took third in, in NCAAs. That was, was it second, second or third? Third. Was yeah. it third? Okay. Got it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So beyond the party stuff, which was definitely fun, and every college team does it, and we're probably, probably the most open about it. I think that's what makes us who we are because we knew for all the listeners out there on both the, both upstate ultra and without limits channels here. We are at, we, we, we're, we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good guys, but we are dedicated men. We would go out and if we did go out, we would still get up and go to coaches and run Domino's farms. It was yeah. sometimes hideous, hideous. Yeah. And I, <laughs> there's, there's a couple stories about guys there running Domino's farms and, you know, coach would be waiting for us, but no matter what, if you didn't show up at Domino's Farms, you were in trouble. Well, what, what yeah. did you guys? How often did you run at Domino's Farms? I think we we switched probably every other long run was we headed out to coaches. He don't live out there anymore, but we used to go out there probably every other run down Ford Road, run down the Domino's Farms. But uh, a lot of our runs were at Gallup Park in Ann Arbor. We would mm-hmm. we would drive to Gallup Park and do the um we had, you know we had a sixteen mile loop that we hit pretty heavy. Yeah, the Arb loop. But sometimes we would actually just start from Bowen and run the 12 mile 12 to 16 mile loop 
um, that just went to Gallup Park, the little four mile loop around it, and then come back. I like yeah. that route the best because you didn't have the drive. I could walk five minutes there just because if I was, like you said, if we were partying a little hard, I was hungover. I could I could just walk to practice at 8 a.m. instead of having to drive 30 minutes out to a coach's house. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just you know, uh, we, there's actually, I mean, I, as much as I say. You know, the Greenville area is a mecca of events and running and, and elite athletes. I mean, Ann Arbor can say that tenfold. I mean, there's so much history in oh, Ann Arbor and, and Ypsilanti with yeah. Alan Webb and Boaz back in the day. And just, I mean, there's just so much, you know, history on, on them trails that, you know, a lot of runners have have com- competed on over the past. Yeah, you know, Brandon country. and Willis, and they're all. Oh, I mean, yeah. You got, yeah, you got um, the Arb Hill. Um, this for, for all of you out there, Domino's Farms was this long, long stretch, this big square. It was 18 miles and we'd run it. There was no real shortcuts, you know, just there, you, when you, once you were on it, you were on it, but it was just rolling Hills for, for miles of dirt road, Michigan dirt roads. Yeah. And you know, you, it was really never flat. It kind of just continued to roll. And we ran that a lot on weekends we ran the ARB and there's nothing like that. That was like a thousand meter yep. hill in Ann Arbor that kind of, that had about four to five turns that snaked around and every turn looked like it was the end, but never was. Yeah. And coach would have us do thousand meter repeats up that hill. And then the jog down was the recovery, right? Yeah. Did you guys, uh, did you guys ever do Harvard right next to oh it? Yeah, Harvard's. Oh my gosh. Harvard was like a, maybe a 300 meter hill, but it was just yeah, steep 30, as 30% grade. Yeah. And we would do six of them all out. And by the last one, you thought your hamstrings were just going to melt right off the back of your legs. Well, yeah. we had a, we had sounded this running competition, like, you know, coach, I don't know what he was like when, when, when I left, but it was kind of everybody. It was always, he was always kind of push, pushing each other, everybody to, to do either more, some of the middle guys that needed that extra boost. So one time, um, you know, we, we ran to Harvard, did 20 by a Harvard and ran back. It was something around 20. They yeah. weren't fast. They were just, just like, up, up and down. Up do and down. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and a hill that steep, it doesn't matter. Dude. I mean, it was, it, yeah, you, you couldn't, you got to the top and you were just like, you were out of breath no matter what, but yeah. yeah. And I know like, I don't know if who has the record over there, if it's Willis or, or, um, Alan Webb on, on how fast somebody did a Harvard. I, I don't even yeah. know that answer. I know Boaz and Webb used to race up, um, up the arb, the thousand meter arb. And I know there was a time out there that was something ridiculous. I, th- I wanted to say it was like two fifty. It yes. was like, you know, it's like four, like, like, like four thirty pace up this thousand meter hill. And I think mine, I think I ran like three Oh five at one point, but that was pretty much it. We used to do a uh, King of the Hill a lot uh, on Roosevelt closer to campus. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how coach, what I liked about uh, JG was he never really assigned mileage on our easy days. He'd be just like, all right, whatever you feel, this is what we're doing this weekend. This is, you know, we're racing, we're training long run. Here's our workout on Thursday, whatever. So our easy days were kind of our own, but on the days we would do king of the hill it just was all right you know there was we had 35 guys on the team and we go out there and you run up the hill and the last guy to finish he was out he would just go do he would just then run and do the hospital loop and then go back and, and then watch and then so then you would run back down run up the last guy to finish he was <laughs> out so you had to do like 35 by roosevelt which is a 400 meter hill so yeah. you're looking at an eight and a half to nine mile workout and it was just complete i mean just miserable 
So yeah, I remember, uh, yeah, he, he was, he definitely liked his athletes being competitive, even in practice. Yeah. Yeah. There were positives and negatives about that. I mean, I, I, what would you say would, what, what, what do you think things that happened at Eastern, maybe your top, one of your top two things that you, that you took away from there that you brought to Greenville? I mean, I had a, I mean, and I, everyone has a different experience, I think, running at that level. And when I first entered the team, I had Corey Nowitzki, I had uh, Josh Karanja, I had Joshua Perrin, I had uh, uh, Neil Naughton. I mean, I had guys that were running at, uh, running sub 15 in high school, uh, NCAA All-Americans, uh, Jordan Desis was like just leaving. So we had uh, Olympians, you know, people that were going to the trials, being finalists. Um, so I was looking at them like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm a walk on. I don't even belong here. So I took my lumps that first year. I mean, it was, it was miserable. I was running 40 miles a week in high school and then coaches like, all right, you're definitely doing 70 now. So, I mean, I was just sore all the time. I didn't think there was much progress. So, but I was still competitive. So I, I almost felt like the, at the be very beginning, the competitiveness, uh, probably broke me down a little bit, almost too much. But I think year two, year three, I was kind of like, okay, um, I was kind of getting a hang of it. And I, so I think um, most most programs, when you're a walk-on redshirt freshman, you're not really expected much of you. But I think at Eastern, it was like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're the last guy on the team or the first, you know, every spot's available. So you just got to fight for it and, and earn it. So uh, I think it was good to have those competitiveness between teammates. Um, but at the same time, by my fifth year, um, when I was running, you know, all my PRs and I was, you know, close to a four ten mile, like I was kind of like, I don't care what these guys are doing on the recovery runs. I know what I need to do. I don't really care how fast these guys are doing on the long runs. I know what I need to do. So I learned, and that's kind of why obviously you and I both got into coaching. We kind of, we took what we got from JG and from our years of high school running or even post high school or post collegiate running. We learn from our mistakes and we learn from what was good, what was bad. And I think we apply them to our coaching uh, nowadays. So I took over the first, you know, three to four years of working with JG and high school coaches and watching other runners on the team. I took what was good and bad out of everything. And now I try to apply it now. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I, I pretty aligned with that. You know, when, when I was my first practice at Eastern, I ran with uh, Joel David. Um, Jordan was there, Steve Crane, uh, Paul Paberski. Um, uh, I mean, Ryan Desgrange, uh, Matt Weirman, the old, all the older guys that I still remain, you know, friends with. That was when I was a freshman. Those were the older guys. And um, they were all juniors and seniors uh, about. And we went on our first run. It was Gallup from Bowen. It was 10 and a half miles. And Coach was on the bike. And I tell people this here, but for those who haven't heard, um, I was one of the only freshman recruits. I did get to know Bob Parks because he was just kind of on his way out, but JG had taken over. Brad was there, Fairchild, and um, and Parks was around because he was just retiring, uh, which was a, privilege, a privilege to get to know him. He obviously passed in, um, in uh, February, March time. But um, when we went on our first 10 and a half miler, it was it was so fast. I mean, it was sub six minute pace average. Yeah, yeah. So for me, a freshman, I, I got out there and, and I've never run 10 miles under six minute pace. I mean, ever. Yeah. You know, and so I, I never ran, I never ran 10 miles. 
I remember I got dropped at the lake in Gallup when you get to the lake over there at the end where you cross yeah. the bridge. Yep. And it's about halfway, I guess. And I got yep. dropped and I, I mean, I was dead and coach was on his bike with the front guys. And, um, he was waiting for me to come out of Gallup and he's like, Clifford, you all right. You know, and he called me Tommy eventually, but, um, and it, I was embarrassed, you know, I was like, Holy, am I, I was in over my head. I mean, I was like, Jesus, this is, I mean, I got crushed on day one, you know, well, I went out later with the guys and they all were like, dude, just hang in there. Da, 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 da. And it was sort of aligned with you. By the time November came, November, December, we, you know, I'd gotten through my first cross country season and um, I, we did a four mile tempo on the track and I went through the 5k in 1520. Mm-hmm. And that was my PR in high school was yeah. 1539 or 1545. And um, they, that's what we were, I went through the five. I didn't even know. I wasn't even paying attention. I just knew the overall time for the four miler. And that's how it was for a lot of guys. And I guess the, the takeaway there for, for those listening is yes, we did learn. I got into coaching because I wanted to teach people what to do and what not to do. But even starting when I first started without limits in 2007, I probably still took too much of that hardcoreness that we had because adult runners who have never run before, couldn't handle a lot of that stuff, you know? Yeah. So I think it, um, the overall application of what I learned just like you was, you know, finding balance, but also people who are joining and trying to get into running realize there's no pill you can take for this sport. It is yeah. a ongoing process and it's an ongoing, you know, thing where you're going to develop over the years, not over the weeks, not over the months, you know, so you'll improve in months, but it really takes season after season after season and a few setbacks here and there and, and, and humbleness and swallow your pride and get your ass kicked. And it is what it is. I mean, if you're not going, I'm so glad I went to Eastern because I was with guys way better than me, you know, not, I wasn't the number one guy in the team. Like I was in high school. Yeah. So I think, you know, I'm sure that, can be applied. So, so those are the Eastern days. I mean, it, we, we can revisit some of that stuff, but I mean, Eastern. Well, it's what, funny that you guys do. The how same. would you sum up your, how would you sum up Eastern Michigan university cross country and track before we move on? Well, I think like, I mean, just uh, listening to you talk about the, the, the 10 mile Gallup route, like the history is there. Cause we do the, we did the exact same route. Like, although on our first day of practice, uh, we ran to Frog Island and did a timed mile on the cinder track. Didn't say what we were doing. We just, we just, you know, like I went with the old guys and I probably had seven or eight incoming freshmen with me. And I was, I think I was, I, I think I was, I was like the worst one. I had the worst PRs and, um, so we went to Frog Island and warmed up, put our spikes on. So, all right, we're doing a one mile. Everybody, we're just doing a one mile on track. So it's 30 guys on the cinder track, four laps. I think I ran like 434. I was like 12th or 15th, but I was ahead of all the freshmen. I was beating some of the, the upperclassmen. And I'm like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good about this. And then the next Tuesday is like, all right, 10 mile gallop run. And I got dropped <laughs> because I'm, I was an 800 miler. I had never run 10 miles before. So we did that gallop loop like you said, uh, start off six minute pace, you know, five fifty five, six, six, six. I get about four and a half, five miles. And I'm like, well, this uh, nice, nice seeing you guys. <laughs> See you later. So, I mean, I, I think there's just so much tradition and 
you know, the workouts we used to do, just the, the loops that we used to do, uh, there's, there's an unspoken, you know, sense of, you know, Hey, you're an Eastern man. Um, and I, I'll never forget, uh, I, you know, I, I, I never thought I was, you know, I was always, you know, cross country junior, senior year, I was, you know, two, three, four guy on the team, uh, track. I was always three, four. So I was like barely making the team for the indoor and outdoor season. Um, but my, my, uh, my senior year indoor, we went to Bowling Green for the MAC championship and I wasn't even supposed to be in the race because two of our guys got really sick. I mean, like deathly sick two weeks before the race and couldn't, I don't know if it was the flu. I can't remember. It was, um, Austin Hendricks and Cole, um, they, uh, Cole San Severino, they got so sick that coach had to pull them out. So it was just me and Tarefa, they had to run the mile and I wasn't even supposed to be there. And I ended up getting a uh, third behind Tarefa and some other Akron guy and, and coaches comes up to me and pats me on the back and he goes, well, now you're an Eastern man. So that made yeah. me feel like, like it was, just, it, it was just all that work. Cause he, I wasn't even supposed to be in the race and ended up like just crushing everybody the last 400 meters of that indoor track. So, yeah, that's awesome. Well, two, two hardest workouts that you had at Eastern. I got my two. What are your two hardest workouts? <sighs> we did, I wouldn't call them, they were intense, but I was ready for them. We did three by K. Um, and, uh, uh, we, that's actually where my thousand meter PR came in. Uh, he wanted us right at two thirty, two thirty, and then basically race at the end. So two thirty is you have to run, you know, you're running 60, 60, 30, you're running fast. This is my senior year. I was, uh, I was kind of turned into this miler or 1200 guy. And I was running with Cole and Tarefa and Austin and, um, you know, the first two were right at 2.30 and the last one, I'm like, all right, let's race. And it was 2.26. I'm like, that was a pretty tough workout. And my, the other tough one was the Gallup 10 mile. That's where my other, my 10 mile PR ran 51.12 for 10 miles. And, and um, I remember, cause I was running with, with Austin and Tarefa again, and um, you know, James Hughes as well. And we were supposed to run like 5.25 to 5.20 the first mile. And I think the first mile went by and it, 512 to 513. And he says, uh, coach just, you know, he's riding his bike along next to us. He's like, well, you guys screwed up. Might as well keep going. So we ran, you know, 510 to 512 every single mile after that. And then we just started racing the last four or five miles once we got up out of the park. Yeah. Mine was, well, 15 by a thousand was God, my it. second rest. That was, um, it was mentally tough. It was mentally overwhelming to hear that you had to do 15 reps of a thousand. It was a yeah. long workout. So, I mean, we met at three 30, jogged three miles out to Bowen, you know, we did a three mile Ypsi, Ypsi high school loop. And then, um, you know, he told us right before we left, so we're like sweating on the way out there. It's yeah. a scary workout, you know, 15 by a thousand sub three. I hated that he told us to work out before the, war. I would, I would rather just do the warm up, show yeah. me what I'm doing when I get there. That way I don't have time to, to sweat it. You know, like I hated that. But that was one where you got to eight, you've already done five miles of intervals. Yeah. You know, and I mean, you, you got, you got seven to go, you got 9.3 mile workout. I mean, it was just, it was tough. I mean, you know, sometimes I'd hit it and sometimes you wouldn't, but yeah. then, then if he said like, 30 by 200, I'd be cheering. I'll take that workout. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was on the indoor track. Um, I would say, I was going to say the five by or four by 400 workout where the McMullen, you know, McMullen and those guys did that workout all out four by 400 with seven minutes yeah. rest, which yeah. was difficult, but it was still a 400. So I, you know, like a 400 is it's mentally, 
I don't know. It's it's hard to debate. It's just physically just a, a, a yeah. Your legs are just done. Yeah. But still, yeah. I say that the mental heart, the mental was the hardest for me. So five by a mile with ninety seconds rest on the indoor track at five k pace. So four forty five times with ninety seconds rest. Just, just, yeah. just, just. Still, so I could never do back. the four. I could never do the four mile tempo. I I probably bailed. We probably, I probably did that workout 15 times. I think I finished it three times. I never could make all four miles because it was like, you just have to maintain pace. You're running with the team and I would fall off the back every time we did that tempo workout. I hated it. I freaking hated it but on the indoor track. Too. All I mean, I think it was just hard because every workout was almost a race. And that, that was where I kind of went a little coaching. Now I, I don't allow that. I, I, yeah. I think that we raced. I, and you can't, you, you can't look back and look at the results and say that things were wrong. I just don't think that for a guy my size, I could rate, I could handle that much racing and workouts and the mileage, you know, yeah. and that was where I think I've changed now a lot. Well, I know I've changed in the last eight years is just, I run, I, I slow down a lot more on my easy days, you know, and some guys didn't have to do that, but, but if you look at Boaz, like he used to start his runs at eight, nine minute pace. We used to call it the, you know, the, the, uh, I don't even know what we used to do, call it. do as the Kenyans do. That's what we used start to say. Slow, but yeah, so, how, so, so how did you get one more time? Ace yeah. two. How did you, you never answered that. How did you get that nickname? I just, they just basically said, you remind me of Ace. Like that was it. Like just, just, you know, I mean, even that with that goatee you're rocking right now, like that's pretty it's, much, it's pretty hideous. Yeah. I, mean, I, mean, I, I, I thought it looked okay at first. Now it's pretty hideous. Yeah. I think it was just the, uh, the intensity at which we approached track and field cross country racing. Yeah. It, it's all, it was all the intensity. It's just, you know, um, which I think if you have a passion for it, you're, you're, of course you're going to be intense. And there are some guys that were just there on the team that I just thought, why are you even doing this? Like, it doesn't look like you're having fun. It doesn't look like you're enjoying it. And I mean, not, not that we had to enjoy it all the time, but it was, at least it was a challenge and we accepted it. And you, and if you're going to be on the Eastern team, you better, you have to be intense to accept some of them. There is intensity. The intensity, I think in the coaching world has, has made me who I am. The Eastern, Eastern, uh, the five years there um, really, molded me into you know definitely somebody passionate and understanding what drive and competitiveness and you know sacrifice and determination was and there's so many things that came out of it and then I think being in business is very similar because in the business world you have to be you have to have that same sacrifice drive determination also in competing um, you know staying competitive so you got to Greenville, we hooked, you know, we hooked up, you, you called and you're like, Hey, I want to do this. So it, it's, it's been going on eight years. Well, yeah. Eight years, seven years, eight seven years. years. Yeah. yeah. Seven, eight years. You, you've gone from, you know, coaching, but now, you know, you've, um, you've molded into this, you know, directing races, which seems to be a lot more of your passion. Not that coaching isn't because I think that, you know, you're still coaching and doing your thing and guiding people, but, um, how tell, tell the audience, your story, exactly what you do in Greenville, how, you know, your, your different realms of your business, because you and I have talked about this internally. So I know the answer, but mm -hmm. you've got without limits, which, um, to you is your, the coaching division there, mm -hmm. you've got 
the Greenville uh, Go Go Green events. Yep. You've got an uh, Upstate um, Running Club, and you've got Upstate Ultra. So yeah. kind of four entities. Um, how did that all transpire, and how do you look at those together and separate? Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of it kind of came about this past year. Um, I mean, we can go back from the beginning where obviously I approached you. I said, hey, I want to coach. Um, I've been coaching for six years now. Um, I, you know, we've got about a core group of athletes here that are local, um, about 25 athletes. We don't, we coach everybody from run run to walk, you know, or walk to run 5k all the way to, I just, you know, I'm I'm helping uh, Shannon Howell working with her the last, you know, five or six years. She just placed 13th place at the Western States 100. So one of the, the Super Bowl of ultra running. So we have a very wide range of athletes from 5k, you know, 10k marathon all the way up to. I'm going to go run across the world kind of stuff. So um, that I do that uh, uh, every single week. We have practices Tuesday, Thursday morning. Uh, we also meet for team long runs on Saturdays when I'm not directing races or when our athletes aren't racing. Uh, we also have a youth division, which we have a, uh, a full four season, um, spring, summer, fall and winter programs, cross country track. You know, we, we take about 25 to 30 athletes up to Foot Locker championships every single year. Um, so we've been doing that for five years as well. So um, and I also coach at Christ Church at a high school level. So, I mean, our hands are, you know, per, uh, you know, deeply embedded in the coaching world, just assisting athletes in getting better. Now, this past year, um, you know, when we're kicking off the Upstate Running Club, we wanted it to make it, it more approachable that just, you know, uh, weekend warriors or entry level uh, newbie runners want to see what, you know, coaching is all about, you know, running as, in a community is all about. Something that I think we had at Eastern was we had a community of runners. We could go to the other 34 guys on the team and, and, and kind of vet our problems or, you know, just talk about life. I didn't really find that when I moved to Greenville. I didn't find that there was a, a decent community of people that I could go to, um, except, you know, obviously, of course, my athletes. Um, so that's kind of why we started the Substate Running Club and the, the, the SCUM Club, the South Carolina Ultra Marathon Club. There really is just a resource for people to connect as runners. Now, a lot of our athletes have come from them clubs and say, Hey, I've been doing your stuff. I've been coming to you. Now I want to actually get some coaching, some training. You know, I want to go see you on Tuesday mornings for some of the workouts, write me a training plan for this race. Uh, we do that as well. And go green is actually just a business I bought into um, that helps with registration and timing. And we direct a, a few couple of um, five Ks um, in the upstate uh, every single year, our, our brewery five series. So we, we do have a lot of, a lot of irons in the fire, but honestly, it's completely um, wrapped around the idea that we want to support the running community, whether it's from a coaching side, from an event side, or just facilitating uh, other successful events in the area. You, would you say you're addicted to work? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I will say uh, I, you know, I'm turning 34 on Thursday in a couple of days. Um, I am going to start. Uh, I'm I'm trying to find a systematic way of slowing down. Uh, I want to delegate some of these events and timing uh, duties to you know up and coming people. It's it's hard. It's hard to find somebody with passion that wants to. That I mean, you 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 know, it's hard to find someone that you can give your baby to and and say, hey, you know, you, you need to have the same passion and, um, and, uh, um, you know, personalists, uh, with this business as I do, it's just, it's impossible to find. So I'm kind of hoping out in a, co- a couple more years, some people will be able to step up here in our area and say, Hey, I'd, I'd like to help out with the club, or I'd like to help out with some of your events or, Hey, I'd love to be, you know, we're actually still looking for a youth coach, you know, somebody that wants to assist, 
Um, cause we want to grow. I mean, I'm passionate about our youth program. So I want that program to be, you know, two, three, four times as big, but we need other coaches to do it. Um, so, so yeah, I am definitely addicted to work, but in the next three or four years, I'm definitely going to, especially cause you know, my kids are, you know, three and two, once they get to the point where they're going to be starting doing their own events, like I I'm going to be there. Like there's work won't be getting away with that. Yeah. I, I got, um, Gracie, she's six and my daughter Lily is three and, and, and Grace already has swim meets and, you know, I've made most of them, but it's, you know, it's, um, they're, they sometimes conflict. And so that it's, it's definitely hard. I think that, um, you know, I, I, I don't consider, I, I don't even consider what I do work sometimes because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy staying ahead. I could always work. Um, but I have, you know, over the years, you know, I'm 38, Matt's four years younger, which we're going to get into that 400s workout in a second. Um, yeah. but, uh, it's, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, what, what I, what we've done here with our events is just try to get the ones that we have and, and really keep them, you know, keep them going, um, yeah. the way they are. I, I, I'm very happy with the events he, uh, you know, the success of those events here, of course they could always improve and get more people, but you know, what I like about your events and what I like about our events is you can shake hands with people and say, Hey, how you doing? I know who you are. You know, we're not, we're not, I don't, I would never want to get to the level where it's so corporate of some kind yeah. where you, you don't really know who's coming to your events anymore. You know, yeah, yeah. I got to get a better job with, I got to get better with my names. God, man, people come up to me and, and they'll, they'll tell me their name. And I like it three times. I'm like, Hey, tell me your yeah. name again. One more time. I got to like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I, and I, I hate it, but, uh, cause I, I just gotta be better with that, but it's, that's just one of those things where, you know, once you find your, your, your area that you can't, that you need to improve and work on, you, you know, you got to feel. Well, I think that's what one of our, uh, he was, he was one of our club runners and now he's one of my, one of the athletes I'm coaching for uh, Chicago and New York this year. Um, he, he basically said, well, there's a reason why I, cause he used to, I mean, he was part of this other program and you know, that's neither here nor there, but he's like, the reason why I'm joining without limits and your coaching program and your club and I do your races is like, cause you, you know, my name, like, and when I go to these other races and these other things, I, they don't, they don't even know who I am. Like they have no, not a clue. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of truth in that statement where um, my races have, have consistently stayed pretty intimate, you know, between 150 to 400 people where I, I know them. Cause I, they've come to my other, I mean, when you have 30 races a year, you're going to see these people multiple times. And the five Ks that I direct, they're so much fun that, you know, you're there an hour before you're there an hour later, it's fun. Um, but yeah, some of the Saturday I'm doing yeah. that Reaper race. Saturday, uh, last time I was injured when I went there, I, I, um, I had that, the groin crap, but, um, yeah, I'm doing Matt's Reaper race Saturday, the 13.1, uh, five by 2.62, not really looking forward to the recovery in between that's going to be a lot of recovery but make sure you bring a long lawn chair. We'll have a, obviously we'll have a 10 by 10, bring a cooler of ice. Yeah. It's going to be fine. You'll be fine. I'm just going to keep, I, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. So it's not a, it's not a 50 K. <laughs> so I'm not doing that crap. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So last, um, let's, let's go on. You're going to be turning 34. You're doing 34, 400s with 34 seconds rest. Yeah. I don't know if you got that from me, but you can, uh, if you didn't, it's fine. But I know that when, when I was 20, I started that at Eastern doing 2400s with 20 seconds rest. 
in about my 5k 5k pace that was about yeah. it so i ran in 70s and then i kept it going all the way up like i got pictures 21 20 i missed some years i didn't do it every year but um i think i did it at 30 for sure did it at through my low 30s and then i missed a year um i had a knee i had like a tendonitis in my knee and i didn't want to push it um but then i did it last year was the last time i did it 37 i did it in michigan and I actually had my groin tear at the time. I didn't know it. So, I mean, I knew it. I had a problem and I could not like get rid of it, but I could always get through it, you know. But that was the first time I did 37 400s with 37 seconds rest in my brother's street. I measured a quarter mile. It was in Traverse City. It was like 85 degrees too. And, and I did it. And every single 400 I started, I had a, I, I, my groin was killing me. Then I would yeah. do it then it would go away. And then, you know, I start another one. How did you start that? I mean, I think I, I've had it consistently going probably since I was like 25 or 26, but when I was 31 as an ultra runner, I did a 50 K I did 31 miles oh, I just yeah. went out and, and ran, but I don't, th- I've always, I've never done the, um, I think actually when I was 30, I did, um, 30 by 200 in 30 seconds, but I gave myself like three minutes rest. That was the worst one. My yeah. legs felt horrible. I think my, I had Achilles flare up. That was so stupid. Because we used to do that in college. We would do like 20 by 230 seconds with 200 jogging rest. Well, I had, I basically knew I couldn't jog afterwards. And I knew I needed a bunch of rest. So I did like like three minutes rest. And that was by far the worst one. The 50K was okay. But um, now, obviously, that I'm getting older, my splits are getting a little slower for the 400s. My rest is getting a second longer every 400. So, um, but we are dealing with, I mean, when's your birthday? Uh, it's June 26th. Okay. So you're, you're still in the heat of the South. So like, uh, obviously when I do my workout, it's going to be 85 degrees, hundred percent humidity. Yeah. So I wish I had, a, I wish I had a January birthday. I do, I do too. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing the workout from now on in the winter time, but yeah, just you know, for the audience, it's 30, it's your age and 400s. And, you know, the pace is variable. You, you need to pick a, I, I think picking a pace between or right around 10 K is doable. Yeah. Um, and then when you turn 40, you can slow it down. You can either change them to two hundreds or you can that four hundreds and change it a marathon pace. Yeah. <laughs> you can do 40, four hundreds in, in your marathon pace with 40 seconds rest. Yeah, then, it, then it, you know, you take a step back one year I did it. And I remember at like my, my 16th birthday, which was my driving year, I like did a real fast one when I was 21. I did a fast one, you know, any of the crap, you know, the years that you really had to, you know, like the, the marquee years, you did a fast one, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, that, that's the history behind that workout. And um, anyway, so you now have 30 races, um, 30 races. Is that right? And yeah. Yeah. The 30 yeah most, yeah, Reapers are our biggest one coming up. What's the, how did you, when you graduated, you know, you obviously were a similar runner to me. I, I don't really mess with the ultra marathon. I don't mind coaching it. I have coached it. And, um, but you seem like you, you dove right in the ultra marathon. Yeah. I mean, as a, as an athlete transpire. As an athlete, that was a mistake, but I was, uh, this is back when I was, I was the volunteer assistant at Eastern and I was pacing and it was, it was great. Cause I was pacing the, the women's 10 K and they were running 540 pace for everything, like, you know, tempos and intervals and whatever. So I just got like 
so used to running 540 pace and it was so slow for me relative. And, um, I was like, and I was doing my long runs like 16, 18 miles. And then my, my buddy, John Twerk, who was on the team for a little bit, um, he just invited me to do this 50 kick. And I'm like, like, he, I think he did it as a relay. And I'm like, what the hell is a fit? Like, I was like, what the hell is a 50 kick? I had no idea. And so I went and did it and I ran 323, uh, that year and ended up winning it, setting a course record. And I was hooked. And, um, I kind of regret it because I was really fast and fit at the time. And I was actually kind of training for a marathon before I jumped ship to the 50 K. But once you start going long, it's really, really, really hard to go fast again. So, Why? Uh, you know, cause you're, you're just training your slow twitch muscle fibers. You, you, I, so when I was in high school, I could dunk the, uh, my sophomore year, I was jumping 2110. I was high jumping six foot three. I was dunking the basketball and I was running a 51 second quarter. And as soon as my coach put me in the 800 and then the 800 turned into a mile and the mile turned into two mile and then the two mile turned into cross country. I couldn't, I can't, I can't even touch the rim anymore. Like it just, when you start training those slow twitch, you lose a lot of that pop, a lot of that spring. And so I kind of regret it that I didn't take the natural, you know, like my, my favorite athlete of all time is Bernard Lagat because he was an 800 meter guy in college. 1500 meter guy by his senior year Olympian his first year then he went up to the 5k then the 10k then he was trying the marriage like he did it perfectly like he mm-hmm. as he got older he went longer and slower and I didn't do that I went from you know I was a 410 miler to a 30 or a three hour 50k or not well the guy too is it's nice when you can go to the Olympics and all of those events yeah, yeah it's, it's, awesome. it's right you're yeah. like okay well my 800 meter days are over because I can't compete at that that he loses two seconds in the 800 he's still faster than most people yeah. and then but he's not fast enough to win anymore so he can move yeah. up you know i mean yeah. the guy is he's incredible he's yeah. nobody's going to touch his master's records for no a long, long time i mean so no. but um but yeah man well that's awesome i i think this is a good little you know we hadn't really done a um we had done one other podcast but um i like just to for our our audience out there to get to know us better that we we, we may be serious in some way, shape or form, but we do have a side of, you know, I think the Eastern side of us, if you know, you get to know us real well, you know that, you know, we're, we're, our ears are open wide. We want you to improve. We want people to get better. We, we want you to come to our events and really embrace the get to know us. You know, you're, you're dealing with, you know, people who are passionate about the sport. We want to see the sport grow. It has grown too. Yeah. I mean, Matt's races have all grown. Um, our races are, are doing great. They're, you know, we're very happy with that. Um, you got any questions for me? I feel like I've asked a lot of questions, but. Um, so where do you see yourself and without limits uh, in 10 years? <laughs> you know, if I was doing the same thing right now in 10 years with, you know, the same amount of athletes, I would be ecstatic. I'd be very happy. What I think I'd like to do in 10 years though, is, um, I do see a, um, uh, maybe a facility in mind somewhere down the road, but not like a gym, just, um, you know, opportunities for people to, you know, have the same opportunities we had in Michigan, but, but that, that may be a long shot, you know, Um, I do think that there's, uh, you know, room for, for growth, possibly maybe other markets, but again, that's not really, uh, it's not like, uh, on my radar, um, where I think I would have to have 
another market or so. I think I would just want all the coaches who are currently with us to, to be successful with athletes. Um, maybe go to the Olympic trials again. If you know, we continue to get some of these high school girls now, it's crazy to say that, but the girls who we coached that went are going into college or in college now, maybe they get out of college and then they're like, Hey, I want to try for Olympic trials. You know, we've had a total of four women go to Olympic trials. Um, I'd like to see the events, you know, like the marathon, um, our race get up to, you know, maybe the same caliber of numbers as some of your mid, your mid range cities like Richmond or, um, yeah. Myrtle beach or, you know, stuff like that, you know, where we're a destination city. So I want to grow our city. Uh, but I also want to see you and Chris and Trey, um, and Josh, um, just everyone, Colin, all my coaches here, everyone be successful and have success with their athletes because, you know, as athletes improve and get older in the sport and the sports mature, we want to see young people who are now in high school, college, maybe getting jobs someday, get into the sports, you know, mm -hmm. so these sports last and there can be guys like us when we're 50 and 60, which we'll be doing the same podcast and we can, we can look nice and old <laughs> with full mustaches and stuff. Um, but I, I think being able to have the same stories, you know, like we just told like the same experiences, nobody can replace an Eastern Michigan experience. When Paul died, I feel like, you know, I didn't, I wasn't like a, I'm talking about Paul McMullen for all those out here. He was the Olympian. I went to Eastern Paul and I weren't like the, the closest of friends by any means. But when you talk to Paul, he, you felt like his best friend when you talked to him, you know, and then he, you know, would do his thing. And then he'd, he'd come back and we had, we had uh, just had conversations over the last year before he died, you know? And so about his chariots of fire thing up there, but there was something about that, that, that lasted that legacy, that, part of Eastern died when Paul and, and Bob died. And so, you know, I, I would just, I want to see the guys that are, were our age who went into, into college. And I'm sure you want to see that in Greenville, get up into and use that college tradition, that feel that, that, that understanding that you can't even put into words and, and go, you know, into the endurance world and, and keep this going, you know, yeah. like, it's just, it's awesome. It's a great community of people. You see it. I see it. People's lives are changed by endurance sports. You don't see like people get into basketball leagues, <laughs> you know, post-collegiate. I mean, there's some, but it's not. It's, yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. You're not setting goals saying I'm going to join a basketball league and try to win the league. You don't see that. You see people saying I'm going to do a marathon. I'm going to do my first 5k. I'm going to, you know, overcome depression and anxiety. I'm going to overcome whatever it is. My dad died. I'm going to go run for him, whatever. Yeah, the, it journey, is. the journey of running a marathon is expressed, um, you know, pu very publicly uh, with your peers. So if you build a community, everybody gets to understand your journey and your struggles and, and what you overcome. Uh, that's what I want to do. I want to get to the point where, because I'm, you know, like you said, I'm directing so many events but I'm so in tuned and actually executing a, a great event that I sometimes I miss the story. So I want to get to the point, like you said, when we're 40 and 50, that we can kind of take a step back and actually enjoy some of the journeys that we're helping to build. Like I've got 90% of my athletes are going to be racing on Saturday. 
I'm going to be so focused on the event that I'm actually going to miss, you know, how well they do and how well they run. Um, so I want to be able to get to the point where we can build a community. And I'm going to get a notepad then. I'm going to get a notepad. I'm going to tell you how I do it every lap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. But I want to take a step back and enjoy, you know, uh, some of the stories that we help create through the sport of endurance running. So, so yeah, I mean, I think uh, hopefully in 10, 15, 20 years, there's going to be uh, ACE three and he's going to come up <laughs> and just, you know, do, do it, do it again. You know, hopefully it's not my grace three yeah you got to be tamer but yeah i like that i think that it's you know it, it, people ask where do you want your business to be in 10 years well numbers are important of course but they're not they're not the top if the the numbers are there if the if the stories are there if the experiences are there and if that stuff is lost if you're just if we're just another company if well, if Upstate Ultra was just another race series that really didn't do much, it was just like, hey, go run. And we were just another coaching company that said, hey, yeah, let's, you know, go do four by 400, you know, good job. And then yeah. leave. And there's no, there's nothing, there's no passion behind it. You know, that we, would, we wouldn't have any of the stories, but there's so many stories over the years and people's lives are, are hopefully changed for the better. So I think the more you see that as we get older and, and, and we can leave our knowledge with, the up and coming, that would be, that's pretty cool to see. And then your kids, obviously, you know, if your kids can run your, the Greenville part and my kids can run here and yeah, I think it's good. So this was good. Uh, we, uh, we appreciate your feedback out there. Um, you can email Matt at without limits, Greenville at gmail.com is uh, email will be in the description and my email, Tom at I am without limits.com. We will take your feedback and your, podcast ideas and your um constructive feedback and if you just want to say hey you guys are weird uh that's cool too you know and wish uh, me a happy birthday <laughs> and happy birthday to matt and yeah. post happy birthday to me and most likely if you're in greenville you'll find matt at a race and if you're in wilmington you'll find me at a race and if you're in charleston you might find chris uh dude chris is crushing it right now by the way yeah he, chris, he's got does he have an intern yet or is he planning yeah. on hiring? Yeah, does he? No, have no, one? I mean, he's, he's crushing it in, in, the, in, the, in the times. Like, we, we, oh, got is he? Work, we got some work to do. Didn't he do a, oh, yeah. Didn't he do a triathlon? But yeah, it was he didn't steal it. Yeah, he but didn't steal it with me. But the swim got canceled, right? The swim got canceled, but he's yeah. still, so, so he, his, so that's what hurts you because you're a better swimmer than he is, I'm guessing. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it was my first race back after surgery, but, yeah, but he, no excuses. He, um, it was his first half and he, um, he passed me on the run and then he cramped up at six and I saw him and like, I pat him on the back. I'm like, come on, dude, let's go. You know, and I passed him and I probably got a good half mile ahead of him. And then he passed me back at like 11. So he got yeah. his legs back underneath him. And you know, usually when you're nutritionally deficient at you're, you're done at that point yeah. you're done but you're done. he somehow turned it around so i'm that's good i'm, I'm yeah. proud of any ran a 107 half man he's oh, not, yeah, got yeah. us all yeah. right now yeah well i'm i am training for a race down in charleston uh next march Peyton's okay. wacky, yeah Peyton's off. i'm gonna get back on the ultra game um so i've been running okay. fairly consistently so we're gonna see how things come to copperhead uh august are 28th right Yes, correct. Oh, I don't yeah, know if Vika's coming. You're going to do the Vika. 20K open? Yeah, I, could. I guess I could. Four unless, unless, unless you want to do the relay with me. I can't do the race. Jason, yeah. Jason, one of my partners, won't allow me to do the race. Okay. All right. I'll, I guess I'm going to do the open unless I find some 
three stragglers that you, need you somebody. Need, I want to see you do the 20 full 20K and maybe the beer mile before the 20K. Oh, beer. Uh, beer. Did you have to drink four beers before the beer? Or before the No, come on. I can't drink eight beers in two hours. <laughs> it's not two hours. The beer mile is at four. The 20K starts at 5.30. So. Okay, so I got some time. That might be pushing it. Yeah, that might be dangerous. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you can do it, you know. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to see then, won't we? <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. All right. All right, Matt. Hey, good talking to you. I'll see you Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Oh, uh, yeah, bring that square. Oh, no, I already have all that. Okay, me, I'm in. Well, I, I probably – I'm bringing the family, so um, if I get there – my race starts at 2.30, so if I get there like around 12 – you can get that. You can get there one if you want. I got, I have one. I just wanted a second one. But we're we're probably gonna give shakes out again. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I I'll mean, probably have. I'll have Gracie do her thing yeah. and give out shakes to people. Yeah, we've got four hundred and fifty people signed up, so it's 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 our biggest one yet. So good. It'll be it'll be yeah. fun. So, um, yeah. Are you guys coming in from the camp, the running camp, or no? I'm, I thought I'm that was coming. A... No, I'm I'm going to Greenville first. Okay, and then going Staying to at your house on Friday. Yeah. We're going to Seneca Saturday morning. Yep. Running the race and yep. then I'm headed to camp. After. Got it. Okay. All right. So we'll just get to hang out for a little bit after the race. Yeah. 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 Right. It's fine. All right. Well, it's cool, fine. man. All right. We'll enjoy my, it. Will my race end when you're, the race is done? Yeah. Everyone's, everyone finishes on that last lap together, which makes it kind of unique. So yeah, yeah you'll no, finish, awesome. you'll finish at five 30. So if you guys got to head out afterwards, what pace fine. do you think I have to do to win it? Uh, I mean, definitely I would say five, 45 550 pace that's curious yeah yeah for the half for sure yeah yeah it's actually more trailed uh it's only it's two miles of trail half mile pavement you can come to camp yeah uh i actually probably good drive out to camp i'll be there through i think tuesday and then i gotta go back and then i'm going to the second camp so you can come to the second camp i'll be at the whole second camp and that's the 23rd or over the 20 so first camp is 17th through the 24th or 17th through the thursday so saturday mm -hmm. through thursday the yeah. next one is the next Saturday through Thursday. Thursday. Got it. Okay. All you right. You got to give me those.